0: you pray with me? Father God, as we look to your word this morning, we are so grateful uh, that we uh, can have hope in the darkness because you are light. And so, Lord, we know that you have come. We don't have to uh, hope that we will have light. It is already here. And so, Lord, just help us to be aware of the light that you give us. Lord, I pray that you would... uh, Remind us, Father, of your presence today and and often as we go throughout this time of year that you would remind us of Emmanuel. God is with us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. There's a story told of an elderly woman named Stella who was struggling with her first Christmas alone. Her husband had died just a few months prior through a slow developing cancer, and now several days before Christmas, she was almost snowed in by a brutal weather system. She felt terribly alone, so much she decided she was not going to decorate for Christmas. Late that afternoon, the doorbell rang, and there was a delivery boy with a box. He said, "Miss Thornhope, she nodded. He said, would you sign here? She invited him to step inside and close the door to get away from the cold. She signed the paper and said, What's in the box? The young man laughed and opened up the flap, and inside was a little puppy, a golden Labrador retriever. The delivery boy picked up the squirming pup and explained, This is for you, ma'am. He's six weeks old, completely housebroken. The young puppy began to wiggle in happiness at being released from captivity. Who sent this, Miss Thornhope asked. The young man set the animal down and handed her an envelope and said, It's all explained here in this envelope, ma'am. The dog was bought last July while its mother was still pregnant. It was meant to be a Christmas gift to you. The young man then handed her a book, How to Care for Your Labrador Retriever. In desperation, she again asked, "'Who sent me this puppy?' As the young man turned to leave, he said, "'Your husband did, ma'am. Merry Christmas.' She opened up the letter from her husband. He had written it three weeks before he passed and left it with the kennel owners to be delivered with the puppy as his last Christmas gift to her. The letter was full of love and encouragement and and admonishments to be strong." He vowed that he was waiting for the day when she would join him. He had sent her this young animal to keep her company until then. As she wiped away the tears, put the letter down, then remembering the puppy at her feet, she picked up that golden furry ball and held it to her neck. Then she looked out the window at the lights that outlined the neighbor's house. As she heard from the radio in the kitchen the strains of the song, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Suddenly, she felt the most amazing sensation of peace washing over her. Her heart felt a joy and a wonder greater than the grief and loneliness she had experienced. Little fella, she said to the dog, it's just you and me, but you know what? There's a box down in the basement I bet you'd like. It's got a little Christmas tree in it and some decorations and some lights that are going to impress you. And there's a manger scene down there. Let's go get it. You see, that's just a little story of a reminder that God has a way of sending light to remind us that life is stronger than death, that light is more powerful than darkness. God is more powerful than this world. Goodwill, God's love, God's light ultimately overcomes evil. That's what Christmas is really all about. It's the light of Jesus shining in a darkened world. Scripture gives us these words in John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, what Steve read for us. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be left in the dark. We like being in the light because we can see things around us. As we look at Jesus this morning, Jesus is our light. We need to remember what happens, though, when we are without His light. See, the gospel is good news. That's what gospel means, good news. But for there to be good news, you got to hear the bad news. Now, we don't like the bad news. But the good news is even that much better when you realize the bad news. You see, the bad news is... We were at one time people of darkness. We were at one time people who staggered around the dark, not knowing where the light was. When we encounter Christ, we have encountered light. And that light should help us to, uh, to drive us to tell other people who are in the dark, notice what the scripture says, the darkness has not understood it. The darkness does not comprehend light. Unbelievers today look at us as foolish, not because of their evil hearts, but because they don't comprehend what we see. You see, without light, we lose our way. It is easier it is easier to be lost in the dark than it is to be lost in the light. Now, you can get lost in the light, but you can still have a better chance of finding your destination. Have you ever driven somewhere during the day and on your way back at night, you would say to yourself this phrase, everything just looks different at night. The shadows cast a different, a different way. It, nothing looks familiar. We have difficulty finding our way without light. So it is with life. Without the light of God, we have difficulty finding our way. Without Christ, we lose our way. Jesus is light. Jesus proclaimed himself to be the light that we would need to journey through life. John chapter 8, verse 12 says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, it's, it's important to know those words, but it's also important to know when he said that. He said that during the festival of lights. What Jesus was saying was, "You see all these lights, and in, 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 in this tradition that we, the, the Jews, the Jewish people, have had for centuries. Well, guess what? It's it's for me. It's about me. It represents me. Without Jesus, who is our light, we do walk in darkness. When we see sinners and unbelievers, when we see people who do horrible things, you're." You shouldn't be angry as much as your heart should break for them because they're in darkness. Light keeps us on the right path, doesn't it? That's what we read in Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Without God's word, we do lose our way. In fact, without God's word, we don't even know the way. Because it's only through His Word that we find the light of Christ. And when we open up this book, it does illumine or lighten our way, our mind, our hearts. And so without light, we do lose our way. We can't have hope in the darkness if we don't have light. Secondly, without light, we cannot discern the way things really are. You ever been to a fair or carnival or... You know, you walk through the room with all those funny mirrors on each side of the walls. Each mirror gives you a different image of yourself. One mirror makes you look really, really short or shorter than you already are. One makes you look really tall or taller than you already are. You see, it distorts the image. Darkness in life does what those mirrors do. It distorts what's real. This is what our enemy does. This is what Satan does. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14 says, And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. You see, Satan is always the counterfeit to what God really is. God is light. And so Satan decides, well, I want to masquerade, I want to act like light. The word masquerade can also be translated as disguises. Satan loves to disguise darkness as light when it's anything but. Friends, we are living in a time where, in this world, darkness is called light, and the light of God is called evil. Paul wrote about blinding unbelievers, uh, Satan blinding unbelievers with darkness in 2 Corinthians 4 through 6. He says, The God of this age. "...has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts." to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So just in those few verses, uh, I count about four times that we see the word light, that God is light. And notice what it says. I love the way Paul writes this. He says, uh, uh, blinded the, uh, the minds of believers. Now, when you think of being blinded, you don't think of your mind. But friends, uh, you, ever, you ever tried to remember something, and, you, and you'll say, "Man, my, uh, my, my brain's just kind of in a cloudy place, or it's, it's, there's some haze in there. I can't, I can't truly make out what I want to describe to you." That's what happens when we don't know Christ. Our minds aren't working correctly. Uh, there, there's, there's some places that, that we want to understand, but we can't understand. Genesis 1, 1, it tells us that God, the first thing he created was to remind us of his character. He said, let there be light. How many times have you seen, quoted, or you've even said, God is love? We say it all the time. But you ever notice we rarely say God is light? God is light. We live in a dark place. Now, this world has always been that way. It's always going to be that way until he returns again. But why, why don't we say God is light? Yes, God is love. We know that God is love. But also the Bible tells us, too, that God is light. I want to read, read to you from 1 John. And in 1 John chapter uh, 1, verse 5, it says this, "...this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness." at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, friends, God is light. This the hope that we have at Christmas is not that we will have God's light shine on us, but that we will have God himself, because God is light. So without light, we can't really discern, dis, dis, uh, discern Excuse me, the way things truly are. Without light, we lose our way. We get lost. Isaiah said that, that without God uh, in our lives, we all, like sheep, have gone astray, each one his own way. In Proverbs, there are so many Proverbs that tell us that uh, you, you, you think you're going the right way, but in the end it leads to death. The problem with being blinded, the problem with living in darkness, is that you think you're going the right way. Until you're told you're not. Only then can things change. Why do people still need to hear the gospel? Why do we need to be told, first and foremost, that we are sinners, totally depraved, and as such, are justly exposed to the wrath of God. Because until you hear that, you don't understand how desperate you need light. And the good news is, yes, we're all sinners. We're all totally depraved. You're, in fact, I love how Charles Spurgeon would say, you're, you're more rotten than you realize. But thank God he brought light. What does the light do too? It also it exposes the darkness. You know, when you go to the doctor, it's amazing what they can do today, but I still think, in a way, as as simple-minded as I am, I still think x-rays are still kind of cool, that you can take a picture and see your bones. And they can look and say, you know, if we we take this x-ray, we will be able to see what we can't, this, this, this special light will zoom in, and we can see what's been broken, and we'll know how to fix it. That's what God's light does. God's light shows us our need for Him. And so without God's light, we lose our way. But with God's light, we find He is the way. Without light, we can't discern the way things really are. But when God's light illumines our minds, He shows us what is true and what is not. God's Word God's word, helps us to discern light from darkness. Because it's not so black and white in this world. When we're we're living in a time, in a culture, where what is dark is considered light and what is light is considered darkness, you need something to guide you. You need that north star. You need that compass that always points north. The Word of God will always point to Christ. The Word of God will always point to the true light. And so, without God's light... We have no hope for the future. Christ came to earth to give us hope. He came to earth to fulfill prophecy. He came to earth as a human so that he could sympathize with the way we feel, to touch what we touch. We can have hope because Jesus, the true light, will never grow dim. You know, there's not a light bulb in your house that won't need replacing. I don't care how many LED lights you have. It may outlive you, but somebody will have to replace that light, right? Jesus' light will never grow dim. Jesus' light will always be the light that you need. It will always shine as bright as you need it to shine to get get you through your own darkness. We can have hope because His light shines just as bright today as it did the day He was born. Don't let the world fool you. Don't let what you see on on social media and the news and everything around you say. This world is just darker and darker. This world has always been dark. Jesus has always been light. Keep your eyes on God. As the world grows dark and continues to get darker, God's light should grow brighter. As Christians who have that light in us, we should be people who illumine God's light and God's love to a dark world. Not long ago, there was a house near the entrance of a subdivision that kept their Christmas lights burning long after the season was passed. They burned through January, even even through the first of February, those outside lights burned every night. Finally, about the middle of February, a man became a bit critical and said, if I were too lazy to take my Christmas lights down, I think I'd at least turn them off at night. But about the middle of March, there was a sign outside of their house that explained why they left those lights on. It simply said, Welcome home, son. The man learned that the family had a son in Afghanistan, and they had unashamedly left their lights on in anticipation of his return. You see, lights are a symbol of hope. Did you know, and I didn't know this for a couple of years, or several years, Especially at Christmas, you will see candles placed in people's homes. Did you know that a lot of times uh, that started because when people would travel, if they saw a candle burning in someone's home, usually it was a sign that that was a person of faith, and if they needed to stay there that night, they could. That there was a place that would welcome them. There was a place that they could come in out of the cold and get, get warmth or get something to eat. Friends, what does, the, what does the light say in us? Does it say, I'm warm and, I, and, and don't come around me? Or does it say, you know what, I'm going to be vulnerable. And I, want to, I want you to see my light and I want to help you get out of the darkness. The light of Christ gives us hope. God sent his son Jesus to earth to show us his love, but also to brighten, to give us light in our darkened lives. My wife spoke uh, beautifully last week about how for 400 years there was, there was no, no light. It was silence. God had not spoken. And now when he speaks, Christ becomes the light of the world. We read the Christmas story of the, of the, the Magi who focus on a star, a light that will guide them to the place where Jesus was. Until Jesus came into our world, it was only... Dimly lit, maybe. But see, now you can say the way is clear. I've seen the light. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe you've been stumbling lately. Maybe in your world it's darker than you want it to be. But this is the time to find the light. Our sin makes our world very dark. Our sin that, that happens in our life makes things hazy, and we get lost in the darkness. And we need to ask Jesus, God, be that light for me. Show me again. Illumine my path. Let let me go back to your word so that I can see what I need to see. Would you let him brighten your life today? Would you let Christ again be the light in your world? Friends, today we all need God. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you come from. We need the light. There's a great chorus that says, (coughs) excuse me, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. This morning as the piano plays, I I would ask you, if you're you're in a dark place, all you got to do, turn your eyes upon Jesus. How do you do that? You look at His Word. His Word explains to us who He is, what He came for. When people say, what's God like? I often just say, read the Gospels. What's Jesus, what does Jesus do? Who does Jesus interact with? Jesus showed compassion. God is compassionate to us. <coughs> Excuse me. He understands that sometimes, even when we've seen the light, we sometimes stumble into the darkness. And what we're saying is, you know what? The light is still there. If you're outside on a cloudy day, you don't think the sun has disappeared. You know it's still there. This morning, God's light is here for you. To illumine your world. To bring light into darkness. Because without the light, we can't... Move the darkness away. Without the light, the sin stays. In fact, it grows. Allow Jesus to take away your darkness. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. You see, the lights, the glitter, all the the shiny things of this world do not compare to the light of God. They will never shine as bright They may shine for a little bit, but they don't shine forever like God. So this morning, I would invite you, as the song is being played, turn your eyes upon Jesus.